The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. All right, welcome back to another episode of Dirty Mo Dough. It's this time of the week where we uh, talk about the upcoming NASCAR eggs. Big week, big week coming off Las Vegas, uh, basically the heart of gambling. Staying out west, though, in the desert down to Phoenix, a um, little over one mile. Crazy shaped racetrack. We're going to get into that in a minute. But as always, joined by the professor, analytics, data, stats, professor. Is there anything else added to your title? Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Sports Emmy slid to the left, front and center. Feeling good about his Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, I feel good about Phoenix. Man, look at that smile. And then also on the screen, the degenerate who also has a big grin because this is two weeks in a row. The sports books are changing odds purely off Chopper's action because he's beat him up two weeks in a row. It's the Chopper. What's up, Chop? Hey, we're doing well. Two weeks in a row. Well, let's talk right about it, right? Let's talk about Las Vegas. Hendrick Motorsports beat up on everybody. One, two, three. It was the Larson Byron show. Um, if I remember correctly, Professor, you had Larson pretty well hammered as the favorite. And I won't lie. He was the second. He was equally the favorite. Byron and Larson were equal on speed. Whoever had the lead was going to win the race. It looked like Larson, and then, dum dum dum, the late yellow. Job. We were texting. You you just knew it. You knew this bad beat was coming. <laughs> it was inevitable. Just uh, look. It was just I was penciling in the wins. <laughs> so and let's talk about it. Let's talk about those wins. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about what really happened because it's still a good day, right? So where'd you end up? You had 40 units in play. Where'd you end up for the day? Uh, plus six. Okay. Plus six so plus day. six. So I have a serious question for you as a better, as the betters listening, a unit, one or 2% of your bankroll, you had 40 units in play. You ended up plus six. So that tells me you were at like, what's that? 12, 13, 14-ish percent return on the units gambled. You bet 40, you won six. Is that like a, hey, happy with that day? take that every weekend like what's your grade of that sort of win so for me it's uh make a check right my good friend bruno always says just make a check a plus is a plus and again we do it for fun so if i can bet that much have that much in action live through the late uh late lap caution and still come out a plus it's a good day you know it, it could have been better but it was a good day so let's talk could have been better professor so i wasn't sitting next to the job but we're texting so amarola rex and it's like this circle of emotion because he's like, oh, 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 I can Amarola in a heads up match. Oh, maybe Stephen House can beat him. Oh, maybe this is what's going to happen. Oh, wait, wait. But I was going to win this, but I don't know what I'm cheering for. What am I cheering for here? Like, like it was, oh, it was a tough. lot going on at once. Yep. So it lose, was hilarious. So you lose Hamlin, top Toyota, because he fell like a rock after they restart. But you end up, uh, well, they end up with Byron as a win or as a, what was Byron? I had him as um, you had him top matchup. Chevy. So, so I think yeah, the big swing Chevy, is this. Right. The, the big swing in my mind, me and because, you know, me and the professor, we really want to talk about the real sting. The two bets that flipped that made the difference is you had Larson to win at 700. And you had Truex in his group. And his no tire call didn't work. So that basically cost you a, you know, call it tennis units. It's about a 10 unit swing between Larson well, and, the group. and Hamlin top Toyota was plus three twenty eight. Yeah. So, so you lost a few. Out of that. Yep. Right. You picked up some more. I had you like a 12, 13 unit winner um, and hmm. it went down to a six unit winner. So it definitely right. hurt a little yeah. bit. But but versus Daytona, this Woo. was like a nice trip to the doctor. There's a dance <laughs> dance around the living room with this one. <laughs> Oh, so that was Las Vegas in the rear. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. There was something else I wanted to talk about in Las Vegas. I remember last week, the Big Mouth Professor. I, you know, just the dumb old crew chief over here, just 20, 29 years in the sport, says the lock is Larson over Chastain. The professor completely disagrees. His confidence I believe is the only thing that drags my good friend and degenerate gambler into the professor's ring. So the chopper agrees with him. So therefore a wager was made a wager of a cocktail. And I would like to note a top shelf cocktail, Travis producer, Travis, who apparently smarter than he appears says I'm with Latart because I want this top shelf drink. You boys owe us one. Now I'm going to tell the professor I had to come to my house yesterday to deliver some data. And he brought me a frosty cold, beer from the gas station. What did I tell you, Professor? You said it wasn't top shelf, but to my defense, it was off of the top shelf in the gas station. 
So what I'm telling you right now, Professor, is that's just interest buying you one more week. Because next week, this is how you got a loan into the bank now. You, everybody wants to know what it's like to have a bookie. Here you go. You owe me a top shelf drink. I'm going to take that beer as interest. Okay. And we're going to so collect next week. Define top shelf beverage. What, have you never been to a bar? Go into a bar. Okay. What's, what's your top shelf beverage then? I just would like a, a, a glass of wine, a mixed cocktail with a little vodka. Maybe you could throw a little high rock in a glass, spill a little lemonade with it or something. I'm pretty easy. Tries to give me. He didn't even give me a forty chop. He got me like a sixteen <laughs> ounce. Like he didn't even give me like a aluminum can. It was can. a twenty-four ounce. All right, all right. So <laughs> just make a note for you guys there. scoring at home. Big winners in this group right here. Chop was in the sports book. Latart and Travis, producer Travis, myself, and producer Travis. Big winners on the top shelf bet. But we had some other winners. I love to see these on Twitter. So real quick, Phil who I think this is a Phil Mickelson fan. I don't know. His at tag on Twitter is Phil fan Phil. He's either a fan of himself, a fan of Phil Mickelson. Either way, he had Byron to win. And he had Larson over Kyle Busch, two big winners in his book. Uh, he, he shared it on Twitter. And Tyler Blanchard, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. He's at WVTB3. I'm not going to try to break that one down. That's a lot. Um, he had some fun ones on FanDuel. How about these, Chop? This was a pretty cool one. He had winner out of the top 10 starters. Ah. So he heard a lot of our conversation, maybe about California and winning positions or whatever. So obviously the winner came out of the top 10. So that was a winner. I thought that was a cool bet. I have also seen that found, bet before. No, neither. I. So both yeah. of these are on FanDuel. I'm gonna give FanDuel a shout out once again. No affiliation, but I love sports book that support NASCAR. So I'm going to love these are some pretty creative bets. Also, any driver to win two stages. So we've been talking about the sweep. This is two stages. The last stage is included in this. I went and checked this book. So if you won stage one and stage two, it's a winner. Stage one and stage three, it's a winner. Any two stages. So he won. Once again, Tyler Blanchard off Twitter. Congratulations on FanDuel. A couple winning bets. So it's great. Keep sharing your bets. Now, listen, I, I love the screenshots. Feel free to blank out the money. This isn't about how much money you're spending. In, you know, uh, Cover that up. You don't have to make that public. But I love to see the bets you won. And I love to see what sports book you got the bet on. Because uh, we're trying to promote who has the action. But you hear that? That's us leaving, leaving Las Vegas. But leaving Las Vegas a winner in Chop's mind. Oh, yeah. But that means we're heading south. Down to Phoenix. Storylines abundant. This is the biggest storyline of the week. New rules this year. Low down force. I'm not going to get down into it. Oh, actually, yeah. Here we go, Chop. You ready? Get your pencil out. We have a half the size of the spoiler. We've taken the engine strakes off and three diffuser strakes. Go ahead and explain that to the fans at home, what that should do to the cards. Less downforce. Well done. Well done. Here's the simple <laughs> thing. Guys, I, I'm going to get a little into the car stuff because I, I think the listeners here are NASCAR fans. The spoiler is going to be way smaller. It's going to look obviously different. The strakes are these little things underneath the front of the car. You can't see them. The diffuser strakes are these vertical things underneath the back of the car. You can't really see them either. Either. 30% less downforce. The thing that people aren't talking about is that small spoiler is going to feel like it has less drags. So when you step on the gas, it's going to feel like you have more power, even though you don't. What do we care about all of that? We care about what that means for results, because this is a betting podcast, not a, not a NASCAR conversation podcast. So let's talk about the storylines. Kevin Harvick, ready for this one, Chop? Yeah. 19 straight top 10s. 19. Yeah. He has not Ooh. finished in the top, or he's not missed the top 10 since I've been doing television over 10 years, this, this guy's been I mean, Mr. Top 10 at Phoenix, 19 straight. You see that's the odds. In, what's that? Oh, it's going to be minus a bazillion, right? He's the, like, highest, he's the minus 183. He's the highest minus money. He's not the favorite in the race by any stretch. So, so let's the, just jump right on this one. 10. I know minus 183 is a lot of juice, but do you just pay the juice just to jump on this streak? Or do you say it's got to end? Which roulette better are you? Like, if it's all red, are you sticking red or are you going the other side? Which roulette better are you? I don't know. 19 in a row. I'll, I'll keep buying 19 in a row until, it, until it's not, right? I, I have to agree. I have to agree. We'll get into Harvick and our opinion on him here in a specific or in a minute about his specifics, but I love him with Chop. Another big storyline, Toyota was awful there last year, completely struggled, and this is the big blue oval. I know they struggled at Las Vegas, but I'm going to tell you, if there's a track to go to to come back off your your call it woes they dominated both poles both wins led almost 90 percent of the laps they are dominating at these what i call high speed breaking racetracks but listen if you listen to nothing else on this podcast listen to this there is one hour of practice on friday 
not 20 minutes on Saturday morning, one hour real practice out of the garage area, work on your car because of the new rules. So we are here middle of the week and we're going to give you our opinion on the stats, but you have to tune back in on social this week. I'll be on my Twitter and my Instagram, but you have to tune into practice. You're both nodding in agreement. Is that that's it? I covered it all. Russ, so hold on now, Russ. So tell us what, what give me something. Give me the stat, man. Big deal. Practice. What are we looking at? What are you going to tell me? Drop some nuggets of info. What's going to change your mind at Phoenix? Well, so we usually only get like 15 or 20 minutes of practice each week. So we never get to have a full picture of how good everybody is. This week with, I think it's 50 minutes of practice. Well, we have so many tools to be able to break down lap times and see who's good that this will give us a way better picture. Like last week, we were able to see William Byron really stuck out to us in practice. That's why I think Chop put some money on yeah, sprinkle we, a little on that best Chevy there. So that definitely changed after practice and qualifying. It, the you know the whole the predictor model changed a little bit. The bets changed a little bit. Hold on, we professors. Professors being a little coy right here. Let let's just really say how it is. <laughs> Chop went. Do you like everything we have? Yeah. And professor said, and I quote, "I can't believe you're avoiding Byron." Wasn't that the quote? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and and I was disappointed when I didn't see him betting on him to win. But then I saw he had a uh, best Chevy, which turned out to be good, too. Yeah, that was a that was a mistake on my part. I was rushing around on Sunday an hour before the race trying to get everything put together. I would have I should have put him in it to win. If I have him a top Chevy, I should have had him to win also. But I didn't. But like we said, win a bet, win a bet. All right. So practice. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Uh, yeah, um, jump in. What you so got last week's in practice? We got like. You got to like 15 lap averages. Only a couple guys went that long. Is how's Phoenix stack up in terms of how many, what's an average lap? I mean, or yeah. a run rate, right? So where do we really need to look at for that? So a couple things. Uh, NASCAR has added a set of tires. That's going to make that practice more valuable. Um, normally you practice off pit road. You have 12 minutes, 15 minutes. What was it? Professor out in Vegas, something like that. I think 10 or 12 minutes. minutes. So, you know, you, what you, if you're good, you're going to run like 10 off the truck. It's a 30 ish second lap time. You might come in, make one change, go back out, run another, you know, most guys got like 20 something laps. Uh, Phoenix is, even though it's a shorter track at one mile, the lap time is only a couple seconds faster than Las Vegas. Cause it's slower in the corners, but with an hour practice, I expect to see, you know, without a doubt, everyone that we're going to care about is going to make at least a 10 lap run. At least a fuel run there is my notes aren't in front of me, probably 75 ish to 80 laps would be my guess. So if you're going to run like 80 laps, you would like to run fifth, probably 15 in a row to your point shop. So now instead of 10, I'm looking at 15. If I'm great, I'm going to run 20. We saw the fours really stink on old tires last week. I don't think they had enough time to make that long of a run this week in 50 minutes. If you stink on old tires, shame on you. You had 50 minutes and you didn't run long enough. Uh, so assuming they all sim the new downforce correctly and get their heights right, I expect to see, I really like, here's how I look at it. I need to see 25 cars make a run long enough to compare. I think we're going to easily have 25 guys making 10 lap runs. So 10 lap average, I love. If we do get 25 guys making 15 lap runs, then I will compare probably 10 and 15 lap runs. That's kind of what we did last week, right? And Russ, we kind of look at who ranks where in the five and 10 lap average for Phoenix. It's probably going to be the 10 and 15 lap averages. Yeah. And, and we had the same situation last November at Phoenix for that, cha the championship race. Remember we have a, a separate practice. So they were running, we had, I think 15 guys run at least 20 lap runs. So oh, there you go. 20 lap runs. So that's, you know, and, and, and I believe I would bet I don't have the practice in front of me, the top eight or 10 in the odds they're going to be pretty close. They're all going to run 20 laps. So I do think we're going to be able to zoom in. You know, when we talk, hey, how do you pick Logano over Blaney or Blaney over Logano? We might have some insight Friday because one of them could really stand out as the, as the lead car dominant on pace. So, so here you go. I have it pulled up from last year. So Blaney and Logano were, were one in three in just about every category there in those lap ranks last year. Logano being one. Those are the two that dominated the race. Yeah, there you go. I will say, and I'm going to get into this a little bit. You got to be very careful using championship races. Um, I know this is an unpopular statement, but, th but there's a lot of respect in, on the racetrack. And you aren't going to drive into the door of a championship four guy. It ain't happening. Right? So, like, if Blaine and Logano are, quote, equal. I'm not saying Blaine is laying over. Please don't think that he's, like, getting out of the way. But if 
he would normally drive in there and drive a guy in the door. He is not going to drive his championship teammate in the door in the championship race, where this race, I think he would have no problem hitting him. So you got to be a little careful when you look at that. Let's talk about the track. So Phoenix, I call it high speed braking track. I compare it to New Hampshire and Gateway. I know people use Richmond. I don't agree. A lot of tire fall off. I don't like Martinsville at all. I like New Hampshire and Gateway as my two comparison tools. I say that because that's what fed into the prediction model. Uh, I get a lot on Twitter. Hey, man, what's the predictor model? Hey, where's the data? Hey, where's this? Hey, you can't have it. That's the answer. Uh, that's the professor's juice, man. That's what he does. He uh, So it's not a public model. It's used for a lot of uh, different people in the in the media business. He, he helps a lot of people cover the sport. Now, every bit of information that goes into the model, it's available. Um, you can find it on many different websites. NASCAR.com has most of it. Racing Reference has some as well. The professor does a nice job of organizing it as his own sort of separate ways. Um, so, so, uh, but it's not secret information. It's just a better organized system of public information. So it's all out there for everybody. So let's jump to it. We've talked a lot about a lot of stuff. Let's get to the prediction model. Drum roll, please. The two favorites, Blaney Logano and their clear favorites. I call them the top two uh, tier one cars, two Penske Fords. I've seen nothing to think that's going to change in recent times. Russell, how clear is it that these are the best? Oh, it, it's a it's pretty good favorites uh, on the prediction model side. Uh, so then third, Hamlin, fourth, Harvick, you know, 19 top tens. That's, that tips it. Larson, fifth, Chastain, sixth, Truex, Byron, Kyle Busch, Chase Briscoe rounds out the top 10. Uh, with Brad Keselowski 11th. That's kind of the predictor app. Let's jump right into the odds. Chop, you and I always talk about different ways to bet, but I have liked that you've picked five or six guys, sprinkle a little bit on the winners. I know there's practice. So this entire podcast is asterisk, handicapped. We'll confirm post-practice. But looking at the numbers right now, Larson's the favorite. Um, Logano, Blaney, they're all call them the equal. They're all equal. Those three are all equal. I think that you have to bet on Blaney. And Logano. I think it's an absolute must to have just a little jingle on those two to win the yeah. race. They're so good here. And they're not that much difference between them and the second tier guys, which is, you know, Hamlin, Harvick at 11, 1200. You're getting those guys at eight, 900, Blaney and Logano. So, you know, it's, you're not that big of a fall off. They're not that huge a favorite in the odds side. So definitely worth it. Sometimes if you've got a guy that's way, <clears throat> really strong as the, you know, the, as the best odds guy, you know, the, the, the favorite. Sometimes it's not worth it. There's not enough value there. But in this case, it's pretty close. So if we think that the Fords are going to continue to dominate, then it's certainly worth sprinkling on those guys. So I will say this, and this, let's go back to that word value. Uh, we're going to get them between eight and 900. So eight between eight to one and nine to one for those favorites. As I look across the board, top threes are like two and a half to one, man. But top fives. You know, if you go to Barstool, you can get like plus 170. So my question is, back to our point, Russell, and you might have to look this up. Logano and Blaney's numbers are great, right? How many times do they run in the top five? We all know how many times they win, right? We have that in our little notes here. But let, let's talk about starts. Of Blaney and Logano starts at Phoenix, how many run in the top five when they don't win? Because it really comes down to the value, right, Chop? If, if right. you're talking eight to one to win, you can get almost two to one for a top five. I'm trying to work on some strategies here for the listening better. Yeah. So Blaney's been top five and five of the last eight there, including the last three. So yeah. if that's the strategy, Chop, talking out loud, if you were going to put a unit on Blaney to win. Do you put a half unit to win and like a half unit top five? Like, how would your strategy work? Or do you just put one and one? How would you look at that as trying? So let's talk top 10. They're like minus one, almost minus 200. I mean, it, it, go back to the strategies, right? If they finish, if they don't hit something, they run top five when they're good at Phoenix. See, I think um, because they're so they're in, at this track and the way the odds are and the way the predictor model is, they're so close. There's a pack of four or five or six of them that have a real legitimate shot to win. And I would be more likely, to, you know, usually I don't like top fives, but um, with the odds here and how close they are, I think there's value to be had in the plus fives or top fives. So I would almost look to maybe double, make a full unit on the top fives and a half unit on the to wins, or maybe, you know, one and a half to, to a half, you know, I would, I would have more action on the top fives 
and then sprinkle against all those same guys that top five or six guys that we think are going to be there and then try to hit it, hit it that way versus just trying to pick the one guy that's going to win. So let's start at the bottom and work up, Russ, because fans like a long shot. I'm going to start. No offense. I'm going to spin right through these names because we're going to just rule all these guys out. Ware, McLeod, Gilliland, Ty Dillon, McDowell, Smith, Stenhouse, Burton, Haley, LaJoy, Gregson, Busher, Almondinger, Jones. Is there any chance Jones can win this race? You don't love it. Okay. Dylan, Gibbs. How about Sindrick? We just talked about the two Penske cars are being amazing. Austin Sindrick, you can get at 60 to 1. So, like, how? Give me a chance. I just don't see him beating his teammates. Okay. So your argument is, listen, he has to beat his two teammates and just experience level. We're not going to even bring up talent. Just he hasn't done it as much. That's fair. Okay. Almarola, 50 to 1. Reese, Reese is going to be a hot topic of conversation because I don't know how you measure it. I see DraftKings at 50 to 1. Brad, 50 to 1. I mean, I just can't get around any of these guys. How about Suarez at 30 to 1? I just, you're shaking your head. I agree. You don't love Suarez. How about Reddick? I mean, now we're down to the 25 to 1s. I think he skipped over Brad K at, at, at 50 to 1 as a flyer. I mean, in a Ford, won there three times, running better this year. And so um, back to his experience point, Chop, to your point, do I think RFK is going to show up with winning speed? I don't. But say they do. Brad, can you get it done? That's, I think, what we're talking about, right? Like, like the day that Brad has winning speed, lining on up on the front row next to Ryan Blaney, Brad Kozlowski's resume, he's a champion. I believe the day he has winning speed, he can get the job done. Is that fair? But I think we'll find that on Friday if he's got anything, right? So the question is, can you wait? If Brad comes out flying on Friday, are you going to get killed on your 50 to one? Yeah, but how much will that change? You know, I don't know. I don't follow it that good. Professor or Chop, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it could. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pre-bet that, you know, and okay. even if it's a quarter unit or a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, a little you're cool, not yeah. talking about a lot of money, but it's got big upside potential. I mean, you look at some of the, I think that that seems to make as, as you know, that second tier guy that has good odds that has. On I will a, say 50 to one's a lot. I mean, 50 yeah. to one is a huge multiplier. Right. And I say that because these guys, I think, are in that same category, Briscoe, but he's like 20 to one. Bowman's numbers yeah. of Phoenix are not good. He's 20 to one. And then Bell's 10 to one. I mean, they have 11 guys, 10 to one or less. I mean, the books are, are yeah. constricting a little bit. Yeah. And I think some of that is the multiple winners in this next gen car. I think they've, I think they took it on the chin a little bit, right? Like, like if you're lucky enough to pick the guys that go to victory lane. So, all right, well, that's kind of the, to win talk. Um, I think, am I, I mean, listen, we talked, I think it's, it's what it's Logano and Blaney. They're the two favorites. I know we have matchups coming. We're going to talk matchups. Um, hold on. I got to find my cursor here. Oh man. It's somewhere in the world right now. I'm, oh, just, there it is. Just real quick. I think Briscoe was six, 60 to one to win when he won last year. So it's, it's not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back it down. What did you just say? Briscoe won there last year, this race last year. I think he was 60 to one. So chop, I got a question. Why do we prep and pre-talk if our, if the professor, he ain't going to give us nothing until we get right here. Last week we were about off the pod and then he's like, Oh yeah. And by the way, and then drop some nuggets of greatness. Like, does he like the stage to be set? He likes to be the guy to take the final bow. Like, what is this deal? Yeah. That Emmy keeps moving over every time he comes up with one. Of it's these getting nuggets. closer to the camera. It's getting closer <laughs> to the camera too. Pretty soon instead of his face in the camera, it's going to be that golden, glo- golden ball <laughs> held up in front of us. Perfect. All right. Sorry. So go back. But it, so he's 60 to one last year, but he's 20 to one this year. Yeah. But, 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 was, but what you're saying is there was a 60 to one winner when he won. Yes. Well then. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's just bird dog this for a minute. Brad's 50 to one. Chop's already going to pre-bet that. Brees is a very interesting conversation. Was out of the sport, back in the sport. He was there at the at the whatever you call it out in the uh, the Coliseum, the Flash. He's driving for SHR. We think the Fords are going to be good. He's fifty to one. Uh, Almarol is fifty to one. Sindrick is fifty to one. Ty Gibbs sixty to one. Won the Xfinity Championship there a year ago. And I mean, race. I'm just I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, 
they're very hard. Listen, I look at a lot of data, but it's hard. Priest and Gibbs, how do you handicap those two? I don't know if you do. So let's, I think we can all agree on this. We are going to really, you're going to pre back Kozlowski, yep. but we're going to really look at the 50 to ones. Mark, earmark these for practice results. Ready? Brad, Priest, Almirola, Sindrick, Gibbs, Dylan. I'd even add Jones. Let's, let's earmark those, Professor, and see if one of those, if they have top 10 speed at a 50 to 1 odds, I would bet them. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think that's the only way we bet them. Right. Except for the Brad bet. And I don't disagree. I think Brad's resume, the, the books don't know how to take Brad because, you know, he, he was a champion at Penske. He's at RFK. And I think if he shows up fast all of a sudden or, or qualifies well, I do think it, you're not going to get that, that big 50 to 1 number. It's going to drop to like 20 pretty quick. So if you believe it at all, Chop, I, I like the pre-betting situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, there's your well, hold on, Professor. You got any other nuggets you've been holding on? Like you're sitting on an egg, like waiting for it to hatch, or are you what do you got over here? No, no, I would say though that Briscoe did have speed in practice that year he won, too. So, so you so, think we'll have a little peek at it. Okay. So I think fair. we'll have some kind of peek at it. Yep. Well, Chop, you've been heavy on the top tens. We had a pre-conversation before we get on here. Does it not feel like the old books are moving a little bit on the top tens? I feel like no the question. juice, the juice is coming. The juice is loose. They are sick of paying money for top tens. Do anybody, does anybody, we talked about the predictor model. Uh, let's see, Briscoe 10th, Brad 11th of the predictor model. Does anybody jump out at value on a top 10? I think Brad at 185. But do, don't you think that would have been a two something a week ago? Like what has happened yeah. to our Brad Kozlowski juice? Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's trapped last year's what, what 240, I think, last week or something like that. Yeah, 254. 254, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Know. That's a lie. Brad was 120. Busher was 250. Oh. So Brad okay. was 120. So you're getting better odds than you were a week ago. Yeah, I like him. Um, I, I circled uh, Reddick on here. I know that he's been just awful this year. What what What's your thoughts on Reddick? Is he going to turn it around this week or is it just going to be a continuation? So- Okay, you know Kevin Harvick top ten streak. You're gonna bet it till it goes bad. I'm on the fade yeah. head train. Fade Reddick. If you don't know what fade is and you're new to the gambling, that means avoid bet against. Like he's currently, he's got the black play. I don't know what it is. It's the bad. It's the bad sports momentum. You can call it whatever you want. You've seen batters go into hitting slumps. You know, there's a lot going on for Reddick. He's had a new car. We could we could try to dissect what it is, but the simple fact is. I'm going to bet against, I would advise betting against Reddick until Reddick proves me wrong. Until Reddick takes my money, I'm betting against him. Um, we kind of were that way. Remember Kyle Bush last year, Chop? It was fade Kyle Bush until he got a contract. Well, I feel it's fade Tyler Reddick until he figures out Toyota's. Now, it could be this week. He could, he could jump out and pop us in the lip this week. I don't see it coming, though. When you get the matchups, you're going to see how much I love fading Reddick. Okay. So, so he was third there in this race last year, though. So, so it was like he, he driving a Chevrolet. It's fine. Fair. Toyotas there last year were awful. This is not a question about Tyler Reddick's talent. The man has won back-to-back Xfinity championships in two different organizations. The man's hands and feet and brain can drive a race car to a limit of control. He can win races. I, it, it's the, it's the secret sauce. Right. Like right now, he don't have the secret sauce right now. His secret sauce is vinegar, man. He cannot get anything going his way. Um, so so what, just just for the fan at home, what, what's the difference between driving a Chevrolet and a Toyota? I don't think it's just that. So he drove for RCR where nobody expected multiple wins. You win three races at RCR. You're like, man, you're man, you're you're somebody you're bringing RCR back to the light. Right. You You are a. Off the last year, if we would have chalked in February, nobody had Reddick winning three races, right? Like ain't happening. Maybe a win, but now he's won three races. Now he took this very public move from RCR to drive for the biggest face in all of sports globally, Michael Jordan. There is no hiding. And Bubba's kind of been there. Bubba's being Bubba this year. I haven't been upset with Bubba's performance. Reddick is not hidden in welcome North Carolina anymore. He is the face. He is the star. He is the, 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 the marquee quarterback that's been brought in to lead 2311 into the next decade. And I think it's more that than, you know, than, than driving a Toyota. I do think driving a Toyota is a little different. It probably drives a little different. He's dealing with new people. You know, I think that's more than the actual equipment. 
But I'm telling you, man, we saw Dale Jr. when he went to Hendrick Motorsports. It took him a long time to figure out how to be comfortable in a place where you are expected to win. You know, if you're a reliever on the Marlins and you could trade it to the Yankees, a little different. Same size pitch, you know, same distance to the plate, same size plate, same hitter standing there. But wearing the pit stripes, it's going to feel a little tighter than it is just throwing in a Marlins uniform. That's my opinion. Uh, and I think he just needs to almost, I just think the results are going to cut. Like the guy's so talented. But, but I just, you know, it just needs to kind of knock the dust off a little bit. And not, until that happens, listen, this isn't about who I like or don't like. This is about who I think you should bet on or against. And right now I'm betting against Tyler Reddick until he proves me wrong. And when he does prove me wrong, I'll come on here. We'll open a cold beverage that hopefully the <laughs> professor's surprising and we'll cheers him. Like, we're not wishing bad <laughs> on anyone. So, but that's why. I mean, it's a, it's a stressful situation. Matchups are glorious this week, guys. They're glorious. I have some great ones. I see y'all's eyes looking at the screen. You ready? I'm going to start with the pre-practice Latard hammer bet. Ooh, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. There's no reason to make them wait. <laughs> this is the Latard hammer bet pre-practice. I keep saying pre-practice because I want the ability to come back and be like, man, so-and-so has speed. Eric Amarola versus Bubba Wallace. Eric Amarola, basically even money, minus 105. Bubba, minus 125. So Bubba's the favorite. Let me just give you some stats. Ten times both these cars have, or both these drivers have raced against each other at Phoenix. Just take a gander. Uh, Chop, how many times do you think Bubba's outrun Amarola in ten races at Phoenix? One. Zero. Not once. It could be this week. I could be wrong. But if I'm looking at stats, doing my homework, Eric Amarola, the long shot, is 10-0 against Bubba Wall at Phoenix. You throw New Hampshire in, 14-1. Wow. 15 races they have run at Phoenix and New Hampshire. One time has Bubba Wallace outrun Eric Amarola. <laughs> I would say this is Eric Amarola's style of racing. This is where he runs the best. Um, High-speed tracks where you have some decel. I know Dover doesn't look like this, but he runs well at Dover. Phoenix, New Hampshire. Places you get on the brakes. We just said the Fords were great. Toyotas were not. I know there's a downforce change. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Almirola over Bubba. There's no data anywhere that tells me different. And unless Bubba shows just tremendous more speed than Almirola, if they're coin flip on speed, I'm still taking Almirola because history says he knows how to finish at these tracks. Professor, am I crazy? Nope, you're right. Whoa, cut it, Travis. Wow. Cut that right there. I want that as my ringtone. I want the professor saying, you're right, as my ringtone. When I get a text from him, I just want to hear, ding, you're right. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> There's my hammer bet. I came right out of the box with it, Chop. Damn. I'll roll over Bubba. I like it. Pretty quiet up there, professor. I got another one. Well, the other thing, you know. Go, we, go, go ahead, about, please. I knew you had more. He well, always has more. About, he waits. We, we talked about this yesterday. We, like when we were looking at some of these, it's like there's a nine position difference in the predictor on between these two as well. So like, that's just another way to look at it. Like the nine positions between those two is big. We don't see that a lot in these head to head bets. Yeah. Dig in a little deeper, Tell, go a little more, explain to the fan in, in case they aren't paying attention at the beginning. In case it's the first podcast, explain the predictor in, in layman's the professor. Explain it like you're explaining it to me now. Don't explain it like you're explaining it to some of your other brainiac buddies. Like, like to me and Chop, your so, gurus so here, aren't here. I, I'll explain it as I was explaining it to you first and then to everybody else. Pretend you're explaining it to Lucas, me and we Lucas. Just, we just put a bunch of numbers together in the computer and they go crazy and then it spits out this information. No, it, it basically takes the, the track, the, the track type that we compare it to. So this week we compared it to Gateway, New Hampshire, and Phoenix. Then the, the momentum, we call it momentum, last several races. We have pit crews that are in there. We have um, speed we've added in there. There's just a bunch of different factors that all, all come down to just giving a score, and then we rank the score. And now this isn't just, you know, this is over historical data. He actually went and talked to a math guy, right, like how things should be weighted, how do we turn them up, turn them down. Every week the professor and I meet because – I believe it's very good at the ovals. I do think we're going to start turning some knobs at the road courses. Um, super speedways, I'm just going to order a Magic 8 ball for all of us. Um, I actually think we're just going to go for plus monies on all the matchups to sit back and drink beer and eat popcorn and see who wrecks. Mm -hmm. um, 
but so I do believe the predict is very good. So now let's talk that Almirola was a hammer over Bubba. In my opinion, Almirola is predicted to finish where Almirola 13th and Bubba? 13th 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. Nine okay. positions different. And, and back to the score, the raw score, it's a pretty big gap in raw score. Like I kind of break them down in tiers. Um, you know, they're almost a full tier apart. So I, I like that bet still. All right. Well then, and then yeah, you can, yeah. the next step is then to compare it to how the books set the odds. Right. So if you look at Bubba by the odds is ranked, uh, 15th and Amarola is ranked 18th. That's why he's ended up being the favorite. Right. Where, that's where you show the the difference between how the predictor sees it and how the odds see it or yeah, how the odds rank. And that's where you start to see the value. It starts to identify where the potential is, where we think a guy's going to run better than the books. That's where Chop's point is. So listen, the book said who's going to win because they have to predict against it. It's funny because if you go out the top tens, to your point, right? Harvick isn't the favorite to win the race, but damn, he's the favorite to run on the top 10. Right. So so there is this kind of mix. And that's why we believe or I believe this week the value is in the matchups. I've kind of looked at them all. I, I just don't. They're, man, they're getting stingy with their top tens and stuff. So that's why I like Almirola over Bubba. I have another one. And this is a pure value conversation. Are you ready? If I just said Cindric against Reddick, and that's all I said and give you any action, no juice or not my favorite. Professor. Cindric against Reddick, how close is that to a coin flip? Well, I, w- I would have said Reddick hands down, right? And Even though the predictor app has the opposite. It, well, that's just, just, just thinking about it. But then when yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you mean, data, you mean just looking at names and resumes, you would have said, oh, well, Cindric, Cindric is the guy, like he flies. Right. But, but the data is, is definitely Cindric over, over Reddick. How's the head to head tool? Well, so on the head-to-head tool, here you go. I have it as a coin flip. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to circle all the way back around on my pick and why I have my pick. But listen to me. The results are dead split at Phoenix. Um, How about this? This is crazy. They've been in 46 races. I mean, everywhere in their career. 46 cup races together. They're 23 and 23. Like, like, I know that's big because they have speedways and road courses. But just think, think about that. These guys, they're a coin flip. Like they are, they are as coin flip, in my opinion, as they could come. If you go to a super speedway, I'd say maybe Cindric, he won the 500. If you go to a low grip track like Kansas, maybe you would say Reddick if you think he could finish. But overall, for the, for the global stamp, I would say they're a 50-50. When I look at Phoenix numbers, I would say they're 50-50 or leaning Cindric, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree, Professor Family, or maybe leaning Cindric? He's driving a Ford. We just talked about how good the Fords are. He's and, in a Penske and- Ford. And I think the, the momentum he has, like the last five, last 10, he, he dominates all those. And then if we look at um, Gateway, New Hampshire, and Phoenix um, last year, he, he's got the, the advantage over Reddick there. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, this is why we have a producer, Travis, right here. Barstool's been moving the numbers from our, from our um, prep. Hold on, let me make sure I have this right, because this is going to change my, it's not going to change my pick, but I don't want to lie about your quotes here, your numbers. Where was that big odd to begin with? Oh, it's at Barstool, right? All right. So the juice has changed already. Should have took it yesterday. (laughs) Back to my point. Cindric was a plus 140 dog. When I say dog, I mean underdog. Reddick is the heavy favorite. Okay. Heavy. It's still that way. Reddick, according to the books, minus 155. Cindric, call it plus 120. So I think they thought they had it wrong. They've already already got, there's been no cars on track. The data hasn't changed. So some early action somewhere has moved this head to head. Like, right, Chop, explain that to the fans, right? Like, why would Barstool move this number if nothing has changed? There's no injuries. This isn't an injury report in football. Cars haven't been on track. Why is that number moving? It's because the the action came in on Cindric. So typically the books, and, and with NASCAR, it's even it's even more important with the action because there's not that much total action like in football where you can uh, uh, offset the two sides. In this case, if they put the line out and they I'm sure they have some guys that will look at the lines, the initial lines and make their early plays. And if they see all of the action going at Cindric, they'll start to adjust it right then because they know that those it's out of whack from the better's perspective. So listen, so I'm telling you right now, get it and get it early. Cause after practice, it's going to flip. 
Sendrick is going to haul ass in practice. He's in a Penske Ford. He's going to haul ass. He's going to be, I, I think he's, he's just, he's young. I actually think he practices better than he races most places. So this number is going to dump. So if you can get Sendrick right now, plus money over Reddick, I didn't have it as a hammer because I think it's a coin flip. I think you're betting on the value. I'm not guaranteeing, you know, the numbers don't say Cindric is going to outrun Reddick. My point is the odds are wrong. These should be even money across the board. You're getting plus money. I don't love it as much at plus 120. If it goes down to dead even minus minus, I think I would avoid the matchup. This was purely a value bet. And the value bet was Cindric plus money. So, so Chopper. What if you bet that right now and then we have practice and Reddick is lights out fast and Cindric's way down the charts? Mm-hmm. What would you do then? Well, if it totally flips, if I bought it early and let's say I bought it yesterday at 140 plus 140 for Cindric and it totally flips the other way, I would look at putting money on Reddick and then be able to try to middle the two or I guess there's no middle here, but be able no, to. No, but what if it goes the other it. way though? What if it goes the other way and now Cindric's a plus 200 because Reddick is the fastest thing in Phoenix? Do you ever oh. try to just, or do you just take it as a loss and hope it doesn't happen? Do you bet Reddick like as a top 10? Do you try to offset your number somewhere else? I mean, or do you I just say, hey, it happens and you don't worry about it? See, I know Chopper's yeah. betting very well. Chopper never tries to middle it. He just takes it on the yeah. chin and moves on. And I, it, you know, I don't know. I guess it'd be, it, it would matter how much I bet on it, how strong we felt about it, how many units went on it, and do I try to offset it? You know, we haven't been betting enough units on any one particular bet to really worry about it, I guess, is how I would look at it. I have to agree with what he's saying there. I think that, you know, and it's still a head-to-head, right? Like, Reddit could still wreck, run into something, get wrecked. I mean, it's just one-to-head match. That's why I like head-to-heads, right? Because it's just against one other guy. Like, you can win a head-to-head with your car in the garage as long as he wrecks second. I was hoping no. that Ricky would win that bet against Amarola last week. When he, when no he, one cheered for a busted tolling more than Chopper. Tolling, we need that tolling to break on that 10 car. I didn't know you knew what tolling is. DNF. I know what it is now. We need a tolling issue. Um, all right, so Cindric Reddick, I got a couple more right here, and they both involve the same driver, the driver of the 20 from Joe Gibbs Racing. The first is a Joe Gibbs Racing versus Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I don't see, I just don't see this. Um, they're even money, basically minus one fourteen. So in matchups, uh, it's kind of like picking the side of a football game. When I say even, it doesn't mean dead even. They're like minus one, call it ten, one fifteen. That means there's juice. That means you have to bet one hundred and fifteen dollars to win a hundred. It's like that on both sides because the end, sportsbook doesn't care who wins. They would like a thousand dollars bet one way and a thousand dollars bet the other. They're going to make their juice and they're going to pay the winners and they're happy as can be. They're just taking the bets. Christopher Bell. Listen, this guy's Chopper's guy. I'm going against Chopper's guy. I already know which side Chopper's going to be on. Christopher Bell against James Dennis Hamlin. The DH machine is 6-0. 6-0 against Christopher Bell. I do know Bell was very good at New Hampshire. Um, and that's probably why this is a heads-up match. But I'm telling you, I don't know. If you look at Danny's Instagram, he's out there on the West Coast with his buddies. They're playing pickleball. They're like, he looks pretty relaxed, having a good time. I don't know. Something about the DH bet. I think Denny over Bell. He's 6-0 at Phoenix. I'm riding the stats until the stats prove me wrong. Professor gives giving me a big, heavy, smiley nod. He, there's no way he can argue me different because I used his own information against him. You like that one? Which you like better, Hamlin over Bell or Almirola over Bubba? Oh, Almirola over Bubba. We agree that's the hammer. That's the the big inflatable circus hammer. Okay. Hamlin over Bell. I'm not even going to ask Chopper. Chopper straight Hamlin down the line. So there's no reason to even ask at this point. There's zero chance. Just wait to the road course. Just wait to the road course. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't fade (laughs) Hamlin quicker than Chopper does when he goes to the road course. Okay. Well, then let's stick on the Bell train. Bell versus Harvick. Let me go ahead and tell you, six races, Christopher Bell and Kevin Harvick have been at Phoenix. Guess how many Christopher Bell has outrun Kevin Harvick? Zugats, nada, zero. I'm taking both against Bell, and I'm not hating on Bell or fading Bell. The predictor app has him running pretty well, has him running 12th. Just, I mean, I have Hamlin as a top five car. I have Harvick as a top seven car. I I can't. Could Bell get there? Absolutely. 
practice bell could could kick us right in the teeth. But I'm telling you, the stats say, why do we even record them if we're not going to look at them? Six and O at the racetrack. That's not a next gen thing. That's not a championship race thing. That's multiple cars, multiple tires, multiple dates, multiple situations. And he still has yet to outrun Hamlin or Harvick. How do you like agreed? How do you like Chastain over Bell? Chastain Um, has been great at Phoenix the last, what, last year, two top threes, right? I'm not going to lie. Let me dig in. It's even money. Man, that's a triple bell fade. Man, that gets tough. (laughs) Yeah, that gets tough. Because you know what's going to happen? Great day on Phoenix. Christopher Bell's led 306 laps. Uh, And Bell hasn't been bad there. Let's let's put it I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. What line moved? Uh Uh-oh. Ding, 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 ding. Straight off the presses. Christopher Bell is now a dog against Chastain. Chastain's the favorite at minus 120. Man, Barstool's been been tickling the ivories today. They're moving their uh, lines as we speak. I think we're moving them. I think they knew we were recording today, and they're like, we better get ahead of those jerks. They got all those NASCAR fans winning. Three and two at Phoenix. Little tip to Chastain. If I throw New Hampshire in, it's probably going to go the other way. How about last five, though? Well, the last five at Phoenix, they've only had five races together at Phoenix. Three at Chastain, two for Bell. They're three and two. Um, if I add New Hampshire in, it flips to Bell because we know Bell's good at New Hampshire. I don't hate this bet. It's my least favorite of the three Bell bets. Okay. This would be a post-practice bet because Toyota's been bad there. I think I will look at practice job. I don't think you're off here. Yeah. Um, this would be a post-practice bet. Um, and I'll be honest with, I think Bell, Hamlin, Harvick are all going to practice just fine. So I actually even wouldn't even take the Bell, Hamlin or the Bell, Harvick bet because I don't think you care much about these heads-up odds. I don't think they're going to move a whole lot. Um, they already have Bell as the, um, they had Chastain as the favorite, right? You just show me, producer? Producer Travis, they had Chastain as the favorite. Um, so there's no reason not to wait because I think Bell, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would look at practice only because it scares me to have three matches up against Bell. Now the, now, the other side is Bell hits the fence, flat tire, mechanical issue. Uh, ring the bell, ladies and gentlemen. It's like the siren down in Dawsonville. Speaking of <laughs> Dawsonville, we skipped this and we talked last week. Let's clear this up real quick. First of all, best wishes out to our man, Chase Sellett, most popular driver in the sport. Always super cordial with any of you, super cordial with TV, super cordial with the fans. Accident on the slopes, snowboarding, a broken leg, went into surgery from everything I read. Uh, we know Josh Berry's in that car. What that means for the better is that all, all, um, not all, if you have season wins, you need to check with your sports book whether that is voided or not. Some books will avoid it because he had to start every race. Some books will not. So it's per where you got your action. I did look that up because uh, I thought they'd all be vo- voided chop. Can you believe that? Like, so most books, the bet was he had to start all 36. Here's the over under on wins. Other books didn't have that caveat. So if you have the under, good for you. If you have the yeah. over, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm surprised they would still take that action. Yeah, I agree. Honestly. So last week, though, all action in Las Vegas was voided. He's obviously not in the book this week. He's still a championship favorite. You can still bet him because uh, he's going to get back on the car. I think I don't want to speak timelines. There's been some gr- maybe temp- time around six weeks I keep hearing, but I don't know what's really official. I'm not here to report on when he's going to be back, but I think we're all confident saying Barring a crazy recovery, we expect to see Chase Elliott in the car, and I expect him to see him as fast as ever. So, you know, we'll see when he comes back. But sorry, not to, not to divert off the topic, but I did want to bring up the Chase Elliott thing. Um, Josh Berry, uh, top 10 odds plus 215, top five plus 700. I think top, top five is a big ask for the guys, a relief driver. I actually think top 10. I'm sorry. I like Josh Berry. I think he's super, super talented. But let me tell you, Sundays are tough. I'm just going to say it. Sundays are hard, so... Uh, I'm happy that Josh Berry gets the, gets the chance, but I'm not going to be betting anything around there or, or suggesting a bet. Uh, what else? What else you got over there, Chop? You got any other heads up we need to talk about? What do you think do about talk uh, about some group bets, too? Yeah, what do you think about Suarez and Bubba? I know you're so down I was, on the Bubba. I was fading Bubba, so let's, let's check it out. Um, Minus 130 for Suarez. Hmm. Uh, they're pretty equal in the, in the history. Predictor's got Bubba, a slight. Bubba is actually a little better. The trouble with Daniel is he's driven so many different cars at, at, at um, Phoenix. 
You know, he's Joe for Gibbs. He's Joe for SHR. He's Joe for now Trackhouse. You know, we haven't talked at all about Larson or Bush, which, you know, obviously are we really there. haven't. You know why we yeah. haven't? I'm going to tell you why we haven't. Their odds suck. Their odds suck. I'm just going to yeah. shoot it straight. Yeah, their odds suck. Like, yeah. We might be able to get to them in some group bets. Well, let's talk about this. Larson's the best Chevy. I do want to bring this up. Once again, let me note, we aren't affiliated with a sports book. Pop Chevy. And I want the listeners to hear this. This is why you have to shop. Larson plus 260 at Caesars. Plus 355 at Barstool. So if you bet a dollar and win, you're going to make a whole dollar more at Barstool. Like, that's a big split, Chop. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Across the board, Barstool seems to be leading the way with the most generous juice going either way. Mm-hmm. For sure. So Larson and Bush, let's talk about that. Group A, I'm going to throw it right out there. Here you go. Barstool Group A, Professor, get the fingers limbered up. Let's crack some knuckles. Bush, Larson, Bell, Chastain. Look at that face, Chop. Look at that face. That face is as non-committal. <laughs> I think he just threw up a little bit in his mouth. I think he just. Um. Well, they're just so they're just so equal there. But I think you got to give the nod to Larson. So there you go. So so let's talk Larson. Bet we haven't talked Larson, Chastain, Bush. and the juice is so close there too. Like you know nobody's. Yeah, there. they're all the same odds. I mean that's the problem. The problem is I'm going to give you a bunch of names that I think are all going to run door to door. Hamlin, Harvick, Larson, Chastain, Truex, Byron, Kyle Busch. I think those, whatever that was, six or seven cars, uh, you throw a blanket over them almost every week. You're going to have to watch practice, see if somebody gets hot. Uh, right now, I'm liking the Fords, so I'm going to, uh, you know, because that's what the history says. So I'm going to look at Harvick as probably leading the way there. But like they all run so, so good there that I'm going to have to wait for practice. Um, trying to find another group that we like. Bell, what did I just give you? I give the Bush, Larson, Bell, Chastain, Hamlin, Harvick, Truex, Byron. Still nothing. Bowman, Briscoe, Reddick, Suarez. Man. that Because Larson's or uh, Suarez is the dog in that group. There might be a, an opportunity there. Not much. I mean, it's. I just don't think he can outrun them. I hate to be like that. Which what one? about Barstool Group D? Yeah. Bubba Wallace, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Priest, Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola is the longest dog, and that's who I would take without looking at the stats. I would take Eric Amarola to outrun those three in that group. Yeah, I think that's it's just a toss-up between Keselowski and Amarola. But now if- listen, if you want a flyer, I'll give you a flyer. Oh, the juice is no good. I was gonna say best forward was gonna be a flyer on like Amarola at like 14 to 1. But it's it, man, they've tightened up, Chop. You're expert betting. Way to go, Chop. You have single handedly ruined the juice for all the NASCAR <laughs> fans out there. He's on Instagram, folks. Comment bad on all his pictures and tell him that way to go, Chopper Picks. You're ruining NASCAR betting because you're squeezing the juice right out of the orange. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it feels. Well, I, I may, I would be honest. I have one for you. No, wait, I have one for you. I wrote this one down. I already forgot about my book. Um, Barstool tra- uh, producer Travis, check the team win number. Make sure Penske hasn't dropped dramatically before I incorrectly say this. Mm. I don't hate Penske team win bar school at four to one because that gives you Logano and Blaney. And our predictor app has them running one, two. They could easily go out there and do what Hendrick did a week ago and run one, two and dominate this race. And now you're getting both of them at four to one. Still four to one. Chop, like yeah. it, hate it. I like that. It, you know, that's half the win total for those guys. So they're getting plus 800 to win. Yeah. You can get both for half. You can get both so, for half. Just a different way to find some value, right? Yeah, I like that. I if like you, that. I was looking at car winning number. Uh, what I really should, hey, how about that FanDuel bet? The fan found a FanDuel bet, a starting position. Russell, what's the, what's the thing, say, Professor, about starting position at Phoenix? Is it kind of all over the place? I remember... I mean, we've seen Chase Elliott win from the back, so he's probably going to blow up that stat. I have never seen that stat. I'm going to dig into fan duels. I like our fan. Hey, listen, if you're listening here on Twitter, not just tell us your action. Tell us your bets. 
There's so many different sports book. My complaint is what it always is. And I'm going to pet peeve it again. It's the consistency of bets across sports books. They're everything under the sun you can dream up. While I appreciate it, I'm not sure I know them all. So don't act like we know all the bets here. If you found a bet, be like, hey, man, send them in. Send your questions. We'll give your analysis of a bet. Um, the winner started top 10 in 10 of the last 11 at Phoenix. Whoop. All right. There, there you go. go. There you Another go. Producer. Oh, <laughs> you don't see it. Producer Trav doesn't see it. It might be a weekend bet. We'll have to look at it and see what that looks like. Um, guys, I'd like to tell you I found a whole lot of other bets, but man, the, the books are tightening up. The most important thing is let's come back and we're going to talk this weekend over social media. And as always, Chopper's bet slip is going to come out. So let's just talk pre Chop, you prepping for March Madness? What else you do? We talk a lot about NASCAR in here. What else you got going? I know the you producer the over here want to talk about like, ooh, players this weekend. Yeah. It's a little late to get our action in. I'm, I do love, um, I like Saturday, Sunday matchups. Yeah, that's how that's I like to bet to golf. I love to bet golf Saturday, Sunday matchups. Our producer wanted to bet on some stupid movie, something or other. We call that right out. That ain't going to happen. We're a sports no. gambling thing, Travis. None of this bullshit movie while you can gamble on it, listen, we're high level betters. I mean, darts, ping pong, real stuff. <laughs> Cornhole. I like the movies. Cornhole. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, traveler. So let's talk about just not we're not going to try to handicap golf and make it act like we know what we're talking about. But but we are gamblers. I will tell you, I'm going to bet uh, matchups. Um, I'm going to bet matchups. You can find on some books. I'm probably also going to find like some top tens after the cuts made. I like that. Um is the wind blowing? I see you look at Chop. Is it windy down there? It's windy. Rory's three over already. Ooh. You could get some winning scores. Um, I love golf. I am going to start prepping on my March Madness. So I will start watching some of the like ACC tournaments and some of the other stuff, trying to get an idea about some March Madness. I think we're even talking about having a March Madness guest maybe on the pod uh, in the coming weeks. So bring your pencil. Uh, is it next week or two weeks? Next week. Next week, we're going to have a March Madness expert. Uh, we probably won't get the opening games because he's going to join us, but we're going to talk about the weekend action and the tournament and it goes through it. So bring your brackets. I try to get into Chopper's bracket. The thing's sold out. Listen, when the Chopper <laughs> sends out a squares, if you aren't hovering at your computer, it sells out. I mean, I was a, making a cup of coffee full, none available. It was about an hour. It took this, this last Although one to I did off. see four people hadn't paid yet. They're paid. Even our little That's buddy, like out, a, hey, even our little buddy out on the West Coast. Hey, let me tell you this, professor. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. When we do these squares, they're great. I don't even know what website he uses, but it's spectacular. They're random squares. We have a great time. We have squares on all kinds of stuff. But if you are on the list, uh, tension in the room, uh, still waiting on payment from these four people. <laughs> that isn't good. That isn't good. And let me tell you, when one of them in there has no financial issues, that's even worse because now you're just being a cheapskate. Now you're like, come on, cough. You know what it sounds like, Travis? Yeah, it sounds like two people owe us top shelf drinks. And man, I ain't seen them reach yet, man. <laughs> oh, alligator arms. We got alligator arms over here. Uh, I, hey, I at least I attempted. You did. You gave me it. Oh, don't worry. I've drank so much Chops beer that that I think 47 beers does add up to a top shelf drink. So we might be even. <laughs> but uh, all right. So we got the travelers or the players. Excuse me. The players. That's spectacular. How about manufacturers? We got three in a row. When's the last time a manufacturer went four in a row? Um, Chevy did it in 2001 when the first four races. So two things shocking. It's been that long and shocking that the professor had that shit right off the top of his head. That's BS. If I've ever seen it. Um, all right. Winning manufacturer. Let's talk that real quick. I just can't give up on no action. Chevy plus 145 Ford 155 Toyota 240. Man, there's just no juice. They've killed it all. I like Caesars. I've been I've been complimenting Barstool. Well, I'm going to compliment Caesar. If I was going to do Ford, it's plus 180. But I'm going to tell you, I think I like Team Pesky at 400 better. Yeah, it's about the same thing, right? It's about the same. Well, how about and this? Got I got a question. Well, let's do some math. Let's do some math. I was always good at math. If you were going to bet one unit on Ford at plus 180, I would bet a half unit on Penske at plus 400 and a half unit on SHR at plus 550. Because there's not another Ford in the field that's going to win. Yep. Because you get overall better odds. You got a two to one and a 225 to one on your half units, which is better than your 180, and you're losing the uh, RFK crowd. So I would give up the RFK crowd. Now, listen, if you do that and Busher wins, <laughs> oh boy. 
All right, you, we're rolling along here. You can bet those two guys. You could bet a half unit on those guys to win. Oh, yeah. Now you're, listen, now welcome to the dark <laughs> hole. Thing. And then if you take a quarter unit and you run it across to some to some offshore stuff and you have your buddy do that and you bet it in Canadian dollars, you could get a little conversion back on the money. I mean, welcome to the, oh, yeah, there's always a different way to lose money. Um, all right. Anything else before you, before you get loose? Speaking of uh, your little buddy on the West Coast shop, if you haven't already, go check out Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin. Denny talks about why it should be okay for other drivers to do physical activities outside of driving. I completely agree. I'm team drivers. Let them snowboard, let them race, let them do whatever they want. Michael Jordan, behind the wheel of a cup car, how he fit, I'd like to know, and a whole lot more. You get that all the time on Actions Detrimental. And as always, make sure to rate, review, and follow us here on Dirty Mode Doe wherever you get your podcast. So don't miss an episode because if you miss an episode, you're going to miss out some bets. Guys, it's been fun. It's been enjoyable. So thankful Chop went back to back winning weeks because his microphone worked, his light stayed on. It's been a good day for the chopper. I can't wait to see where the Emmy shows up for the professor. It keeps getting closer next week. I think it's just going to be his icon on his emails, just a sports Emmy. That's all you're going to get when you get a contact from the professor. I'm your host, Steve Letarte. Guys, this has been Dirty Mode Doe and may all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.